This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. I get to use the snowblower for the first time. I think you need to like video yourself doing the snowblower. Oh, and Tony's coming outside to to tape me using tape. I'm so old. We have to talk about this. We're going to just start the episode with that. Okay. Welcome everybody to the House of Hockey podcast. We're going to, we're going to circle back to what we were just talking about. This is episode 98. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Ray. I'm your other host, Breezy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when we're recording this, there is a, a nor'easter happening where I'm at and I'm a city girl And I never used a snowblower. This summer was the first time I ever used a lawnmower. And after we're done taping this, I get to fire up the snowblower for the first time. And I cannot wait to get out there and use this bad boy on the yard. And I'm going to make a a track in the yard for the dogs. And it's so cool because they run along the track like race cars. Um, and I'm going to make Antony film me. So you all will get to check this, check this out on the social media. <laughs> well, wait a second. Before you said film, you did say tape. So I did <laughs> tape film. That's, that's what I, that's what I say. That's um, what, what I used to do. This is, you know what I mean? Or do kids not know what I mean? No, I, I, no, they know what you mean. I mean, I get, I troll my dad all the time because he's like, oh, I'm going to tape the game for you. And I'm like, well, first of all, don't tape the game. You have to record the game because we don't have a VCR anymore. Uh, and I don't want to have a game taped. I want to watch it live. So, <laughs> <laughs> For real though, do you remember having to tape with the, with the yeah. VCR, with the tape and like, having to rewind it and don't tape over my show and you know like hoping and praying that the timer on the vcr would actually work because it never worked like it works like one out of two times when you would set it up and if the tv wasn't on and then sometimes it would turn the tv on kids don't even know the struggle like i i remember taping uh tlr tlr no total t trl oh my god total request live (laughs) on mtv yeah listen listen i've had it's been a a rough couple of days for me i i said i can't wait for the storm oh snowstorm i said i can't wait for the storm tomorrow (laughs) and tony's like what is wrong with you you're losing it anyway back to tlr trl trl (laughs) freak man uh i used to tape that because i would want to watch all the britney spears debut music videos and then i would tape them so i could learn the dances and i would have to go rewind step back hit play try to rewind oh it was a whole thing dang that's crazy (laughs) yeah um speaking of old and we have to tell everybody about our guest but i'm gonna keep on this thing we have an incredible 
incredible guests today. Uh, yeah, you're going to love him. You called him old. <laughs> no, he's Speaking not old. old. Speaking of old, we got to tell everybody about our guests. <laughs> No, AJ isn't old. We're the same age. I cannot be, that cannot be, but I I do feel old for sure. But AJ can speak for himself about that. Um, Okay, so the headline today was that Machine Gun Kelly is headlining the All-Star Game. Awesome. The musical performance. Yeah. Who the hell is Machine Gun Kelly? MGK. Sing me one of his songs. Well, I'm not a singer. I'm not going to sing you one of his songs, but MGK is awesome. <laughs> okay, but what, I don't know a single one of his songs. I never heard this kid on the radio. All I know is he's with Megan Kelly. Megan. Nope. Megan. <laughs> I told you I got all the things wrong today. He's with that person. That's yeah. all I know. And yeah. I, I got to tell you, I listened to three of his songs before we Uh came on because I was like all right let me give this guy a fair shot I don't know I first I thought he was a rapper he's he's not a rapper he used to be be a rapper actually oh okay so he's from Cleveland he's a rapper I worked for a company uh and I worked in the the marketing department uh and I had an opportunity we were working with MGK and I had an opportunity to uh to go to one of his shows out here in LA and my friend who I also worked with was really good friends with him and I actually got to go hang out with MGK on the bus so he's a cool dude cool dude okay but what about his music (laughs) I like his music so he used to be a rapper uh he's he's actually a really good rapper uh I thought at least uh or it's maybe because I I like him as a person but uh, I do like his music I think it's more so of uh of his vibe um I liked his album. I thought he had a great album that came out. Good old pop punk album. Uh, he's doing a good time. And you're looking at me like, I, I'm, like, like I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> it's, it didn't do it for me. It, it wasn't doing aliens? anything. Are you kidding? That song is awesome. Well, maybe I listened to the wrong songs because <laughs> which, I was like, what are his, uh, some paper cuts. Oh, okay. The one with Haley Steinfeld or whatever her name is. And then one of his older songs that was like his hit song, I thought, I was like, this is very boring. This is not pumping me up. I don't feel inspired. He's like talking. He's just saying one word at a time. I'm, I'm, what am I missing? I'm like, I'm missing something. This guy's yeah. super popular. What am I missing? Because like, I'm I'm down with, you know, punk and you might not believe it, but I used to listen to alternative music all the time and, and worked in alternative radio at one point. I mean, Fall Out Boy, like the whole thing. I can sing every lyric. Like there's songs to like that kind of punk pop that like get you excited, right? Like they pump yeah. you up. I don't know what I was listening to for MG, whatever his name is, but it was not <laughs> pumping me up and it was not getting me in the mood for the pod. That's all I got to say. Oh no, we got to get you listening to the good stuff. All right, you send me a playlist. Uh, did you see that there's like that weird festival, like the When We Were Young festival that everyone was like craving, like going absolutely insane about because it was like warp tour on steroids but it was only supposed to be like 12 hours long in vegas ticket prices were outrageous it was like and uh live nation was putting it on so like astro world 2.0 it was gonna be it was gonna be terrible but bands had no idea they were even playing the festival what 
there's this whole thing going on about it like it was insane i had so many people text me they're like are you going are you going and i was like first of all uh no because uh there's a lot of stuff going on there's going to be a lot of people there and i don't do well in crowds second mm-hmm. of all i think it's fake i don't know they Ooh. added multiple shows but like there's someone i knew who used to be a guitarist in uh this band called of mice and men and he posted he was like yeah i'm going and i was like you just dropped like three thousand dollars on going to this concert that has in the fine terms it said no refund policy Sorry, I'm getting a little insane on this thing, but I'm like, I am way down the rabbit hole on this conspiracy theory of the week when we were a young festival, and it is not a good sign. (laughs) So, uh, is MGK playing that? No, I don't think he's on there. He should (laughs) be, but he's not. Okay. Well, uh, why don't you introduce our guests since we totally skipped over that and just went ham on uh, what we were talking about. Yeah, speaking of uh, Wild and Now, we have AJ Galanti. Uh, he was the president, GM, and I guess kind of the face behind the Danbury Trashers. Uh, we were talking about them a few episodes ago with the designer. And so we uh, now have the chance to, to talk to AJ and it was so much fun. That dude is okay. so cool. Um, I, I feel like I just want to hang out with him every day. Oh yeah. So happy. So fun to talk to. So, um, grateful for the experiences that he's had and, and this resurgence of the trashers again, and like enjoying every minute of, of people loving the team and how he talked about how he just like never thought he'd be doing podcasts and like talking about this team this many years later. And um, we got a, some pretty good stories out of him. Uh, yeah. We hear about the story behind Drake, who I know, I know who Drake is. Uh, <laughs> that's a rapper, uh, also a TV star when he was a teenager. So Drake, um, was posted a picture on Instagram and he had a Trashers jersey on. And so AJ tells us the story about that. And just, uh, we we asked him some really fun questions. You're going to love this interview with him. He's just so down to earth, so fun. Uh, Yeah. Oh, and if you don't know who we're talking about, Danbury Trashers, what team is that? It's uh, a team that was, had two seasons in a minor league back in the early 2000s and mid 2000s and he i don't know how do you say that like 2004 there's a whole documentary about the team and the story behind this team and why it was so noteworthy. And it's on Netflix and it's under the series called Untold Crimes and Punishment? Penalties. Penalties. Yes. Thank God you're here today, Breezy. I, you know, I was scared. It's been a rough week and I really, <laughs> my brain feels like it is completely turned off but it's okay because we're here. (laughs) So go watch that documentary um, to really appreciate this interview, but you'll also really appreciate it because we cover most of it um, 
He was 17, 18 years old in high school when he became the GM of a minor league hockey, hockey team, which is unheard of, right? And he took them to pretty great success. And they became quite the thrill in Danbury, Connecticut, and really like across the nation, there was a lot of media surrounding this team and, and everything and, and headlines for various reasons, but uh, check that out. But yes, check it out and uh, stay tuned. You'll hear the uh, interview coming up shortly. Uh, and one last note on that, he did work with Gretzky. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I wanted to ask you this question because you posed this question to our guest, AJ, which you'll hear in the, in the episode coming up, uh, because he was like a GM and was literally building a team from scratch and picking players. You Mm -hmm. asked him a brilliant question of who would he pick today, um, in the NHL to play Uh for the trashers, like who, what stars would he put together? And Mm -hmm. we had a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun answering (laughs) that. I think, um, who would you pick? What five players would you pick for starting lineup? That wouldn't be, or that would be like enforcers. Could it just be anybody? Anybody, anybody. Hmm. You know, it would be hard because I feel like your goalie would have to be like your, I don't want to say a star player, right? But like you would have to make sure that you had like a solid goalie. And I think that person would probably have to be Flower. I mean, you got to go with a guy who has a track record, right? Mm-hmm. Plus he's fun. A lot of personality. Um, I think you do need a little bit of grit on on your line. So, I mean, Roman Yossi's obviously going to be on the blue line. Of course, hands down, right? You got skill, but he doesn't have. I would put probably uh, Jamie Olesiak on the line with him because he's got size, so he would still be able to to do some stuff there. Um, probably Matthew Kachuk, of course, of course, and Nathan McKinnon because I feel like he's pretty gritty and like he would do anything for his team. Plus, he just took a puck to the face, or it, no, it was a stick to the face, and that was his just, own stick. His yeah, own stick. yeah, that was pretty crazy. He um, broke his cheekbone, his nose, and his jaw, or something. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see where they announced his injury, but I saw a picture, and it looked like his nose went like, <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> but it could have also been like the bloodstream, because that kind of can play a little trick on your mind, but. No, girl, I think that was his nose sideways. And like, I think his part of his cheekbone or something else. And he has got a mild concussion, obviously. When your nose is smashed into your face. Yeah, he might not be in the all-star game. That's a little sad, but. Sorry, go ahead. Who else would you pick? Who else do I need? So I have two defensemen. We need one more, right? One more. Uh, I'll do gritty. And I think next, not gritty, like the the What? (laughs) No, not not, yet. I'm going to do it. Gritty guy that'll that'll pair well with Matthew Kachuk. Uh, I'm gonna go Brendan Lemieux. Oh, I like this slide. This is very trashers. Yeah, so you're gonna have Brendan Lemieux, Matthew Kachuk, and Nathan McKinnon. So Kachuk and McKinnon will do pretty well together. And I think that they would probably defend uh, both Flower and McKinnon pretty well. And then Roman Yossi. I mean, you got the looks, you got the skill. I mean, I, I think yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, I like the flower edition. That's very, he brings that element of entertainment for sure. Like, do you remember when he was um, 
shoveling snow in front of his yeah. his goal like a couple of years ago. I mean, he would bring some entertainment to to the trashers for sure. You know, he would yeah. be game to to do anything kind of fun and out there uh, yeah. just to get the other team going. You know, that'd be <laughs> move. Cool. Yeah, my jersey came. Oh. I ordered, quick recap, I ordered an extra small thanks to your assistance and my girl Alma, her assistance in, in, she's so sweet. She sent me a video with her extra small jersey on to show me how it fit. Um, (laughs) So that gave me a lot of clarity. If I had gotten extra, extra, it would have been way too small in my like shoulders so it's like long in the arms, but it fits through the body pretty well. So I'm I'm glad I went with the extra small. It is gorgeous. That red Blackhawks home team jersey, you just can't go wrong with. So uh, very happy that that came. And then also with your assistance, I ordered a sweatshirt that I did not need. That is Blackhawks as well. And I've been living in it since it arrived. And it is the best. So The best. Awesome. No, uh, I did not order a foam 18 gallon cowboy hat. So mm. it's a, Noon. you know, that's where you and I are a little different. That's okay. I mean, I'm getting a <laughs> lot of suggestions as to what I can also use that hat for. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if anybody has any other ideas of what I could use the hat for, I'm open for suggestions. I might try to try to do an ice chest today. Um, throw some chips in it, you know, some chips and dip. There's a lot of, a lot of different things you can do. Yes, you can. I can't wait to see what you do. I do have a request though. What? You doing your little snowblower thing in your Blackhawks jersey. I think that would be total Christmas vacation vibe and necessary. Okay. I can do that. Okay. Is it going to ruin it? The snow? No. Are you kidding me? It's a hockey jersey. (laughs) But it's like official and I don't want anything to happen to it. Like Antoni took it out of the bag and I Mm -hmm. went, are your hands clean? And she just looked at me like, I go, sometimes your hands are not clean. (laughs) Yes, my hands are clean. Calm down, psycho. But I was like, this is a very expensive piece of clothing and I cannot have anything bad happen to it. I mean, you could always just cut a little hole into a trash bag and drape it over yourself as long as the trash bag is clear, if that helps. How are you going to no. wear it? How are you going to wear I'm it? I'm going to wear it. Okay. But you're afraid to get it dirty. <laughs> Listen, I don't want like, I don't know. I never used a snowblower. I don't know what could happen. What if like gas and oil spray out somewhere and I stain oh. the jersey? What if, what if I snowblow poop or something, the dog poop and it comes flying at me? Like, you know what I mean? I can't risk it. If I'm like at a game and, you know, somebody spills beer on it, that's fine. That gets washed out. You know, that's okay. But like, <laughs> I can't have it. I can't put it at risk. All right. Okay. Enjoy the interview with AJ, everybody. This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by 
The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here in honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code THPN, that's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and up minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline. That's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Welcome, AJ, the uh, former GM, or I guess you can still say you are currently the, the GM, we're just going to go with that, of the uh, Danbury Trashers. How's it going? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. For sure. So I think a lot of people probably have seen uh, the doc so far, and for those who haven't, uh, let's just kind of jump into it. And uh, so how did you originally get into hockey? Well, as simple as, you know, I think it was 1992 or 1993, whenever the first Mighty Ducks uh, movie came out. Um, I don't know what it was. I mean, we, we, you know, I didn't grow up in like a hockey family. I mean, we didn't even have an ice arena here in Danbury at the time. And um, I just remember my mother taking me and my sister to the movies and I didn't even know what we were going to see. And technically changed my life there may not have been a trashers if it wasn't for going to the movies because uh i don't know i just um i fell in love with that movie the mighty ducks and uh, i fell in love with hockey and and again i knew nothing about it really so you know you just you kind of start on the street you know you, you get a little net and hockey little street balls or pucks and and a stick and kind of teach yourself how to play really and um you know it just it just grew from there I feel like a lot of people, they that's kind of how they start out. And so to see that's how you started out to becoming into what you you have and what you had is is pretty incredible. Yeah, it's it's a, it, it's funny. I mean, I, I turned 35. Oh, my God. Six months ago now. So I turned 35. And, and it's funny because a lot of people my age, you know, ha- have messaged me. And they're like, it's so crazy because that's how I got into hockey was like the mighty ducks. And um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, you know, we're, we're all so similar. It's just so many of us out there. You just don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We know that from just the handful of people we've talked to here and especially in the hockey community, there's so many different things that, that bring us together. But 
Okay, we have to talk about the moment that your dad told you that he got you a hockey team. Like, initially, what was your first, like, emotional reaction to that? Well, it happened at dinner on a Sunday, and I thought he was joking around. So, you know, my first <laughs> my first initial emotion was kind of like, all right, Dad. You know, I was a teenager. I was seven. I, yeah, I was 17, and, you know, you're a teenager, and you're like, okay, Dad, sure. You know, yep, I believe you. So I, I played with them back, and I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. You should do that. You know, I was being a smart guy, but I had no idea he was for real. And he's like, yeah, you'll, you know, you'll help run it, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah, no problem. You know, just <laughs> joking around. You know, my dad's known for joking sometimes and pranks and things like that. So I, I thought it was, honest to God, a, a complete joke. And then, you know, like like in the documentary, like a week later, I kind of walk into school and, uh, you know, you, you feel like people looking at you and you're like, this is a weird, like something's off today. And sure enough, a teacher came up to me with the newspaper, like, oh, my God, this is crazy. You, you, you know, and I was like, what? I was like, what the heck is going on? You know, and uh, it was so weird. And I was just like, this is crazy. He wasn't joking around. And um the funniest thing about this story, because so many people ask me about it, the funniest thing about that story about me going to school and finding out was that night, we didn't say a word to each other. It was like we were playing chicken, like who's going to bring this up first? Like it was, in the, you know, we, we both just ate our dinner. We didn't say a word to each other about it. We're, we're just such weirdos like that. And, uh, you know, I, I just remember going to sleep that night. And then it, like the panic set in. I was like, oh, my God, like. You know, I had another surgery coming up on my knee from my hockey injury. You know, you, you, I didn't even technically graduate high school yet. So I was like trying to finish off high school. You, you, I don't even think I had been accepted to college yet. So you, you have the stress of like getting your letters out for college and, you know, you, you, you know, you got friends and you're like, how, what, I don't, what am I going to do? And I really wanted to get out of it at first. And then I, I thought to myself, like, hey, listen, you know, whether I thought it was a joke or not, I gave him my word I'd do it. So we just got to do it. So and here we here we are in 2022 talking about it. It's so good. I mean, if I think back to where I was at at that age, right? And I think people listening, they're like, are you kidding? Like, how on earth do you, you know, it takes a special type of person like you to like jump in and take the reins. And you did an incredible job at such a young age, putting an entire team together, just your uh, instincts on the players and to bringing in the, the WWF or E type of, you know, uh, element to it. And you guys went to the, to the final, right. And like the yeah. two of the seasons. And so like, that's insane. Like people, we've got like coaches in the NHL who can't even get their flipping team into the <laughs> Stanley cup final. And like, you're doing it at such a young age. It's just so amazing i i really i really think so well i i appreciate it and honestly you know i i really i i truly i'm always flattered with compliments like that but honestly you know we just had a great team all together you know it obviously wasn't just me we had a, just a i don't know we just everything clicked you know yeah. like just the team on the ice off the ice um i guess what you would call the front office it was just really us um <laughs> 
you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too sophisticated, but we had a front office, I guess. And, um, you know, we all just, you know, it all, you know, it, it all clicked and, um, we had a, a, a great two years. And that was like always a little dirty secret about our team is we were actually good. And that's a, you know, we were known, you know, the press and the media loved for obvious reasons, all the craziness on and off the ice, but it, it really masked how good our team was. Cause we, we really, um, we had a very skilled two, two seasons. And like you said, um, you know, the second year we got to the finals and, you know, unfortunately we, we didn't win, but, um, I, I I know in my heart if there was a third season, we probably were going to go all the way. But, you know, that just makes the story sound better. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, technically you guys did end up winning in the long run because, I mean, look at the craze that it currently has and, and is going to continue to have. I mean, you guys are I, – I feel like everywhere I look is like trashers. Everywhere I look. <laughs> it, it's – again never in a million years did i ever think like back in 2004 when you know this trash can with a hockey stick right i mean never in a million years did i ever think like anyone outside of like our area would know about the team you know and um it's just it's incredible it's it's super humbling and um you know just try to enjoy the ride you know it's just I, i've been waiting for like the momentum to die down from this doc and it just for whatever the reason, it just, uh, I mean, especially this day and age, you know, with social media, you know, people's attention spans are so short, but I mean, we, it's insane. Like the amount of messages we get a day and, and it's just, uh, it, it's a really cool thing. Okay. First. Tell us about working with the other Gretzky. Okay. First of all, <laughs> that was a brilliant move. I was like watching the doc and I'm like, no way no way no oh but i was like oh but that's so smart that's so yeah. smart how was that what was that like you know i feel so bad for brent gretzky because <laughs> um you know I, I i you know honestly he only played the first season with us and i honestly hadn't talked to him in about 15 16 17 years and then through this documentary we were able to reconnect and um oh cool i'm like you're probably a really popular guy right now he goes you know what for the first time in a while i think i'm as popular as my brother and uh it's it's funny because i had such great respect for him because honestly if i was him i don't know if i could have played hockey you know what i mean like it, it, it's like um it, he he was in such a shadow you know, even at the time, you know, he was in such a big shadow. But you know what? He kind of embraced it. And I really respected that he embraced it. Um, he didn't try to be his brother. He was his own person. And at our caliber, you know, our level of a league, he was a really good player. And um, but, yeah, when we when we brought him in, I mean, uh, again, I'd like to take full credit for that idea. But it was kind of a collective effort. We were kind of saying to ourselves, like, all right, we're doing our press conference on uh, April Fool's Day. You know, we did that on purpose just to mess with people. And then we're like, you know, it just came up. We just kind of all a consensus idea like, hey, let's let's kind of like put out there that, you know, we signed Gretzky. You know what I mean? And um, we didn't technically lie. It's just, no. you know, you know, re, you know, it, reporters, they didn't really do their job. They're like, Gretzky who? I, my first reaction would have been like, Gretzky who? You know what I mean? But, uh, 
you know, it just worked. And, um, you know, anything to get the eyeballs, you know, because, you know, look, Danbury, Connecticut, we're not a, a huge metropolis. So, you know, to get people down there, you know, you got to work, you got to work some magic here and there, but uh, it, it definitely worked. And, and I remember when we announced him, just like everyone's face was like, they're looking at each other. And it was like, it was just such a weird day because it was April Fool's Day. People didn't even know if this was serious. And it, it was really funny. That's funny. So I mean, if you had the chance to be in the same position that you had had, would you do it all over again? And is there anything that you would change or not change or kind of take with you? You know, that's a great question. I mean, going back, I mean, I don't, I would, of course, I, I would definitely go back in time to, you know, I think the only regret I have is I didn't live in the moment that much those two seasons, you know, um, you're a teenager, you're balancing school, you got this hockey team, you know, it's one of those things. Wait a second. You're the only person ever who's like, (laughs) you're in school, you're a teenager, you've got this hockey team. Okay. You're the only one, AJ, who could say that. So, well, you know, listen, hindsight's 2020 and it's one of those things where, you know, I'm really happy. I used to like record a lot of the games and stuff on my own camera. I'm glad I did that, but I wish I could go back. You know, you, you kind of take for granted at the time you think you're going to just be doing this forever in a way. And, um, you know, you really learn that, you know, no way did I ever think it was just going to be two seasons and that's it. So that's the only regret. The, The only thing I would change is me personally, I would try to, um, try to take in some of those moments a little bit because, um, you know, again, you know, it, it, things can just, you can lose it so quick. And, uh, you know, that was a major lesson I learned um, through the trashers really. Oh my gosh. It's, it's hard though. Like it's really hard when you're in the moment living life and just trying to make it all happen you know yeah. get your guys yeah. on the ice you know fill your roster get people in the stands like there's a lot of other pieces and you know yeah. it's it's a very hard thing to do and i think a lot of people struggle with that i know i do in in big moments i've had it's like it's almost like your brain can't even handle it anyway like even when you stop and you're like this is my life this is what i'm doing yeah. But your brain is like, but this doesn't make sense. Like, how am I doing this? So, yeah, is it, it's, is it... well, well, even now, I mean, um, even now, the past six months since this documentary came out, it's been like a whirlwind. And I, I'm, I'm purposely trying to take in this whole experience because, again, who knows? You know, you know, next week, you know, people just may never want to talk to me again about this. You know what I mean? So it's like. That's why I'll do every single podcast. I don't care if it's a million people listening or two people have, you know, I just, I, I'm, I just, I feel so um, grateful for this that I'm, I'm trying to, this is my way of trying to, um, you know, one of the reasons I do all this is to take in these moments because uh, it's just an experience that, that, you know, it's always the experiences that you never see coming or plan for that always are the, most satisfying sometimes. So it's just been amazing. Yeah. Do you have any fun or funny stories that maybe didn't make the cut in the documentary that you can share, or I don't know, maybe a funny moment with your dad or um, what was the guy who was like in charge, the other Jimmy, right? 
Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Tommy, the equipment manager? Tom, Tommy, 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 oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, that, that, they could do a whole documentary on him. He, <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a nut, and he still is a nut. I, I talked to him earlier today, too. He's just uh, – but, no, I mean, there's so many um, – you know, it's funny when when uh, Netflix approached us about doing this, um, you know, there's a whole process. You know, they, they did a lot of, um, you know, research before they came out to film. And, and the producer who I've become really close with him and his brother, they they're like, AJ, there's so much content here. You know, um, we're going to have to, you know, like beg Netflix to let our doc go a little longer because we don't want to cut out some of this stuff. But. There was so much stuff, you know, just so many different stories. I mean, um, you, you know, it, it's just, you know, we had so many characters and, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's so hard to pinpoint a certain story. I mean, we used to have um, we used to have a PlayStation in the locker room and, and after games, we'd have like tournaments, you know, whatever game we were playing. And, um, you know, I was a teenager, so I'm pretty good at video games, right? So I would be beating a lot of these guys, and they're getting so mad. And, you know, um, it's just those are just some of the fun moments, you know? Like, it was like a, it was like a frat house. It was like, um, you know, the camaraderie, you know, it was just uh, so much fun, you know? There, there was so many, so many great moments. It, it's so hard to, um, to pinpoint one in particular, really, especially over the two seasons. Definitely. I mean, it's crazy, too. It's like, I would love to know how, you know, the producers, like, found the trashers and were like, we got to yeah. we got to dive into this. Like, did they tell you, like, the backstory of any of that? So it was, um, I always remember this. It was a week after Thanksgiving in 2018, actually. And um, this guy, McLean Way, um, who Netflix hired him and his brother runs those, that untold series, all five episodes. And he reached out to me. He, I don't even know how he got my email. I think he found it through my boxing gym and he introduced himself in the email. I want to talk to you about a trashers documentary. And I just ignored it. I ignored it. You know, at this point I was tired of talking about the team and, you know, I'm trying to move on with my life. And uh, not that I was embarrassed or anything about it. It's just, you know, it's just, um, it was a heartbreak. It was a loss. Yeah, it was. It's tough, you know. So he kept pestering me, emailing me, emailing me, emailing me, <laughs> called the gym. So finally, I'm just like, all right, let me just give this guy the respect of a phone call. And um, I remember I called him and and uh, he says, do you have 90 seconds? I said, yeah. He goes, I'm going to pitch this whole thing to you. And he started telling me that him and his brother are, are filming um you know, Malice in the Palace, Christy Martin, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, all these stories. And he's like, and we need one more. And we want it to be the Danbury Trashers. And again, now I'm thinking it's a joke. I'm like, I'm thinking of all these big names. And I'm like, and the Danbury Trashers. I was like, is this a joke? He's like, no. He goes, so what had happened was they found an article that was written about the team. I forget which magazine a few years prior. And he just happened to stumble upon it online. And, you know, he's just like, I was so fascinated with the story, with the article. I, I started researching and he was just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, at first, you know, I didn't personally want to do it at first. And, um, you know, I spoke to my dad about it and we both kind of we didn't we were on the fence, to be honest with you. And then um, my dad spoke with him and 
me and my dad's intentions to do this finally was, you know what? Let, we didn't really have a ceremonial like end to this story or this team. Let's just put this story to bed with this and be done with it. And all it's done, it's it's just awakened it. It hasn't went to bed. So it kind of it kind of it kind of blew up in our face a little bit because uh, it definitely um, we just figured, hey, we'll do this. It'll be a nice thing for our family and legacy. And, uh, you know, we'll put this to bed. And now it's like we're selling shirts, jersey. I'm like, oh, my God, it's um, it's crazy. That was going to be my next question. So, like, now I'm sure everybody listening is like, where do I get my hands on a shirt or a jersey or a sweatshirt? Like, so are you selling? You're selling. I know you did, like, a partnership, I think I saw, with Chicklets. And I yeah. think I saw on your social account that you're selling – some stuff so tell everybody like yeah. what you're selling and what we can get our hands on well uh, D, uh dbtrashers.com we have a shop and we actually on our shop you'll see a lot of different things on there and it's really um links to take you to our partners who we're collaborating with whether it's chiclets uh chalk line a couple of people we've partnered with and um yeah it's it's, it's crazy i mean uh, we got some hoodies um we're hoping to bring jerseys back again and, uh, you know, a couple, a couple more, you know, more stuff coming out. And it's just funny because so many people I know, even though they watch the doc, they're like, I still, I'm not a hockey fan, but I just love the logo. Like I just, I need a trash can shirt. You know what I mean? And it's like, um, it's just so funny to me, like just seeing people, uh, today, for instance, I, I was somewhere and I randomly saw someone, I had no idea who he was wearing a trasher shirt. And, um, it's just so weird. The whole thing is so weird and, and humbling and, and uh, you know, just trying to have fun with it. Wait, I, do you know the story of how Drake got a jersey and took that photo? Did you give him that? Like, what's the story yeah, behind that, that picture? My jersey. That, was, that was my jersey. So so what had happened was uh, it, it's so crazy. Um, so the like documentary. Drake slides into your DMs and is like, hey, can I get it? Can I get your jersey? And you're like, sure, well, send me your home address. <laughs> it was it was a mutual. I, I don't want to make them look bad. It was a mutual slide. So what happened was, um, you know, the documentary came out on August 31st. It was a Tuesday. The next day, um, the ins my Instagram's going crazy. People just messaging us and uh Again, I pride myself on being able to anticipate things, but I did not anticipate this to like jump like this. So, I mean, we didn't really have anything to sell, which was an error on my part, but whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, I'm talking to some random guy through direct message, and um, he's like, uh, hey, that's really cool. Drake is following you guys, too. And I'm like, what? And... Um, you know, I look and he's and it says that, you know, he's following us. And I'm like, that's weird. Then I noticed he started following my um, my boxing gym's Instagram as well. And I'm like, all right, that's really weird. So I'm like, there's no way this is really him. And if it is really his profile or username, whatever, it's someone doing it for him. You know, it, it this can't be him. So. I finally curiosity got enough of me. So I was just like, he's never going to see it anyway. So I just, I, I sent a DM. I said, Hey, thanks for the follow AJ. And, um, he messaged me back within like five minutes. And, uh, he had said, you know, the, the documentary was, you know, trending in Canada where he's at and, uh, he loved it, blah, blah, blah. You know, one thing led to another. Now we're talking on the phone and uh, he's like, Hey, I need a Jersey. And I'm thinking to myself, 
I don't have a jer- like we don't have jerseys like you know and I'm just like we haven't played a game in 17 years I don't have a jersey you know <laughs> but then I started thinking about it and I'm like you know what um when we when we were talking with the jersey company back in 04 um they sent us a sample and they used you know they used my high school hockey number 17 which is also weird because that's how old I was when the trash started and um it was like a prototype jersey and I had it framed in my office at the gym at my boxing gym and I'm like you know what I went there we broke the frame and um you know we were able to get it up to him and uh next thing you know it like three four days later he posted it on Instagram and that's when everything went um my phone literally that night it was late at night where he posted it my phone was going off to the point where I couldn't even operate it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't move. And I was freaking out. I'm like, why is my, I thought something happened to, you know, maybe someone passed away or something. I'm like, why is my phone going insane? And um, sure enough, that was the reason it was in my phone was hot. Like my phone was like, if you touched my phone, like I, I've never felt that before, you know, like I, I was like, this is insane. And uh really great guy. And, um, you know, I get asked every day about Drake. You know, there's kids at my bike. They think we're like best friends. I'm like, I only talk to him for a few minutes. You know what I mean? But uh, really, really nice, humble guy. Yeah, that's crazy. And now, I mean, now you have the Chicklets Cup that's coming to to Danbury. I mean, this is just crazy. I mean, I feel I feel like this is like, whoa, nuts. And I'm not even a part of it. <laughs> it's very I tell you, there are days where it's very overwhelming because it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It, you know, like you said, the chicklets guys, I'm actually, um, they invited me out there doing something in Las Vegas with, with like a hockey fest thing. And, um, you know, we might be doing something similar in Danbury. So, you know, it's cool though. I like to get, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's one of those things when we lost a team, like I stopped watching hockey, you know, I just wanted nothing to do with it. Not that the sport did anything personally to me. It's just, you know, it was, it became like intertwined with some negative things that were going on in our lives. So, you know, I just, I never, I stopped watching hockey. I stopped listening to it and anything. And, and uh, now it's just like, I, I've missed it for so long now. It's like, I want to just give back whenever I can, you know, with, uh, I see so many like young kids at the rink now, you know, and um, they, you know, they stop by the gym to like see me, which is weird. And um you know, there's, there's such cool kids and, and it's like talking to them and, you know, it's hard seeing yourself like every day in video clips, like you're as a 17 year old, cause that's half a lifetime ago. I'm 35 now, you know, and uh, like, I'm an old guy now. So it's like the kids are coming up to me and they're like, oh, you know, and I feel like, I feel like a, an old timer now telling old <laughs> stories and stuff. And uh, I'm like, man, I was a lot thinner back then, too. So now you're getting self-conscious about things. And I'm like, it's hard seeing yourself at 17 every day. And now it's like, then you look in the mirror. I'm like, I'm old. I'm gray. I'm like, oh, God, well, I got old quick. But what are you going to do? <laughs> no, no. That's super fun what you're doing with the, the Chicklets guys. Tell us tell yeah. us a little bit more. Like, So that's over. Um, you're going to Vegas for uh, the All-Star weekend. Yeah, Is so it- they... In- so they're they're hosting um they're hosting the chicklets cup they call it and it's basically uh you know i think they have dozens and dozens of teams it's like a street hockey uh tournament and um 
originally they invited me about a month ago just to come out and, and see them and stuff like that because i i've never met them you know in person before you know we had an interview once but uh and then like two weeks ago um they're like hey we want to just like give you a team you know like a trashers team you don't make a team so i got uh you know, a couple buddies locally coming with me out there to play. Uh, you know, a couple people I, I met, you know, out of Canada. I'm trying to win, so I'm recruiting people from Canada to come play. And uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. So you Are know, you gonna but drop it, another Gretzky. I tried to pull some strings to bring in some real <laughs> ringers, but uh, you know, there's been it's been a little last minute for some guys, and with COVID still kind of lurking, you know. They, but uh, no, we're trying to win. I got a nice young crap, so we'll see what happens. We're definitely coming to win. So hopefully, if if I could bring that trophy back home to Danbury, it'd be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you you gotta win. <laughs> you gotta make we're, that happen. I told my guys, it's a lot of pressure. We're we're coming to win. Yeah, jeez. So are you uh, sticking with the name, or do you have a new name for uh, for the team? No, they just, you know, they, they're they like, hey, we just want to give you a team. We'll just call it the Trashers team, you know, this and that. And, uh, you know, there's no, like, old Trashers playing on it. It's just, you know, I just put together a bunch of guys that want to come out. And, uh, you know, that'll be that'll be the, the Trashers Chicklets team for this year. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll become, like, an annual thing. And, um, you know, we, we I told them, like, we got to win this. You know, first year in, we got to win this thing. Dang, that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you you think you'll ever get back into hockey in, like, more of a full-time sort of space? Like, you could be a GM, like, today, you know, anywhere. You know, it's – it's I don't – you know what I've learned is anything can happen. I I mean, I never thought we'd be sitting here talking – my life is so random where I can't even tell you like who knows a, you know, a year from now where things are, um, you know, I'm not opposed to it, but I, you know, I just got back into the game really, even as just a fan the past year. So I'm trying to like kind of see who's who and what's what, and uh, but you know what crazier things have happened at this point, who knows what can happen, but uh, you know, you're always open to listening. You just never know. It, it's uh but I definitely, you know, kind of rediscovered my 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 love for the sport and uh, just a just a hockey community. You know, it's just it's just it's just uh, one of a kind. So it's it's been uh, it's been great. It really is. And you said you just got back into it. Who's your uh, or are you not able to say? But who's your your current NHL team that you're following? Well, I've always been a Devils fan since since uh, I've always been a New Jersey Devil fan since '93. You know, right after the Mighty Ducks, I got into hockey. Um, you know, my dad, who wasn't a hockey fan back then either, he uh, he just randomly tried to find NHL tickets for us to go to, and it happened to be a New Jersey Devils game. And um, I got in at a good time because, they, we, you know, we ended up winning the Cup like two years later. You know, we, we had a strong team in the 90s and early 2000s. And, um, but, yeah, I've always been a Devil fan, so I'm – I got to stay true to my roots and uh, I've been watching the devils. We're kind of in like a rebuild thing going, I think, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll get, I'm, I'm like looking for like Scott Stevens and Martin Brodeur to be out there. It's weird, you know? And it's like, um, it's just such a different game now. 
really is. It's super fast. And have you uh, have you caught up with uh, the what are they, the hat tricks? Hat tricks are in Denver yeah. right now, right? So how yeah. I mean, how do you feel like they're doing? You know, compared to the legacy of the Trashers. You know what? I think they're doing great. And I think the reason they're doing so great, honestly, is they're not trying to be the trashers. And, um, you know, there, there had been a few teams after us that came in, you know, various teams, various leagues, different levels of leagues. Some were higher than others. And, um, you know, I always felt, you know, I, I attended at least one game of each of those teams, but I always felt like they were, First of all, you talk about shadows. It's tough to come into Danbury after a trasher team like that for two years. And, um, you know, we have such a diehard fan base. And, uh, you know, they don't make it any easier because, you know, they're always like, oh, bring the trashers back. I'm like, listen, just enjoy what we have now. Don't worry about the trashers. You know what I mean? And um, But I think the hat tricks are doing a great job. Um, you know, last year, I think they would have went all the – or last year? Well, yeah, with COVID, they, they cut the season short. But um, – I think I think they're in first place right now. I, I love what they're doing. I think they do great with the um, kids. They do a lot of great promotional stuff. They're very heavy on social media, which is good. Um, but they're they're being they have their own identity, which is cool. You know, they, it's like you know they're not, you know, they they embrace our the past. You know, they I work. You know, I know the owners. They're really close. They're great guys. Um, but you know what? They're they're you know. We, it's their team now, you know, it's their, it's, you know, they got the baton. So, you know, I, I love what they're doing and, you know, I, I hope, I hope they could uh, win it all this year for sure. If you could choose <laughs> any five players that are currently playing in the NHL to play for the Trashers back then, who would you pick? Five players now. All right. Well, right off the bat, Ryan Reeves is one of them. Uh, I'd pick Ryan Reeves. I'd pick, uh, I'll pick Brian Marshan because everyone seems to hate him. And uh, those are those are Brad Marshan. Why do I always call him? Yeah. I always call this guy. Every time I call him that Brad, uh, it's, it's even better. Cause it, like, that should just be a dig. You should call him that like on purpose. Cause that's I, people, I so many people hate this, him. I always, I always call this guy, Brian, Mar Brad Marshan would definitely be a trasher. Cause <laughs> he, he's just one of those guys you hate so much. But if he was on your team, you'd have his jersey. He's just that type of guy. So I'll say Ryan Reeves, Brad Marchand, uh, Tom Wilson definitely yeah. fits the bill. Um, God, we need some sort of skill, though. Ah, uh, Jesus. I would say, uh, you know, uh, yeah. we, I would say, uh, you know, maybe that, maybe, maybe the Tchuk kid. What does he play on? Um, Which one, yeah. Breezy? I mix yeah, up. There's the two brothers, Matthew and I always screw up their names. Me too. Matthew Kachuk on the Calgary. Matthew Kachuk. I'll take Matthew Kachuk, and uh, you know what? Maybe even, um, maybe even. Uh, damn, what's his name? Hey, you gotta throw a vet in there. Maybe a big. Guy. Maybe he's a Dano Chara. We'll put him in too. Oh. There you go. <laughs> I like this. Yeah, I like those choices. Well, well, listen, think about that. Think about that lineup. You know, you put those five guys out at once. That's a force. That that's a force to be reckoned with. So, it, I listen. I know hockey's different now. Again, I just started really. We, you know, I, I literally just started watching like again a year ago, and it's so much faster, so much more skill. But I, I still, um, I, I still feel like, you know, if you put a lineup 
like we had, it could still make, it could still work. I, I think, um, you know, you just got to change it. You know, you're not going to have three, four fights a game, but you know, that, that grit, I, I really believe having that element to a team. I, I don't care what day and age we're in. I always think it could have a, um, a big impact. Oh, we've seen that with the last few years of Stanley Cup champions where they have their big boys, their bad boys on the team, the grit, the the guys whose job is to go out there and rough people up. And we've seen teams strategically try to add that element, you know, in, in off seasons and, and emulate that style. So I I'm, I'm with you. I've always said that, like, you can't get rid of the fighting and the gray and you still need to have that sort of like enforcer role, even though it's maybe not as like publicized as much anymore, but you have to have that. No, I I agree. I just think what it is now is a a lot of these guys who, are quote unquote like the, those grinders or, or enforcers? They can actually play a little bit too. So you know they they got to be able to you know you can't have some of the old school goons that they were back in the nineties who can't really you know skate a skate a shift you know. But there's ways. Is I I've been in my own fantasy had been I've been toying with like you just said who 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 would fit that mold? But uh you know. Listen, playoff NHL playoffs. I don't think there's anything like it. It's such a grind, and um, you have to have those type of guys to get you through those series because it, it is a grind. You know, hockey playoffs is a whole different animal. So you you have to have those guys that could grind it out for you. I mean, if you look at it now, if you see the top, you know, two three teams on the current NHL standings, every single one of those teams has a bad boy on. I mean, you have the Rangers, yeah. the Rangers, since they are Ryan Reese. I mean, they've been absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, even the Kings haven't been doing super well. And now they have, you know, Brandon Lemieux and he likes to pick a fight every day. I mean, yeah. you have so many bad boys that are coming up and like, it makes their team perform well because they they're playing for each other at that point. I always tell people, I try to explain to like non-hockey fans back in the day with the trashers, I would say, Let's say you live in a bad neighborhood. Would you sleep better with an alarm system or without an alarm system? And the truth is having those guys on your team, okay, um, a lot of our skilled players loved being on our team because they wouldn't even get poke checked because they know they'd have to answer to, like, 20 guys we had, basically. You know what I mean? And um, they, a lot of those skilled players on our teams would be like, this was the best years of my life because – I had so much room. No one was even coming near me, you know? So it's like having that security blanket, um, you know, it's hard unless you've been in the game or, you know, either played it or are really into the hockey culture. It's hard to explain to people why it's, it's important. And, um, you know, I try to tell people hockey, it's like, listen, if you're on the hockey, it's, you can't get rid of, the rough stuff because look hockey these guys are skating so fast and i try i use this analogy too like if you're on the highway you might be minding your business and an old lady could be minding her business but at 60 miles an hour can bump you a little bit just tap you your emotions you're mad now you know it doesn't matter it's an old lady that didn't mean to do that to you You, for about 10 seconds you want to wring her neck right that's like hockey you know crashing a net you're bumping i mean it's emotions that no matter what they try to do, you can't take that emotion away because uh, these guys are colliding at high speeds and 
very irritable. Oh yeah. And I think the self-policing aspect of the game is something that needs to be held on to like the, the enforcer, right? Like the protection, that kind of thing where it, it, it keeps everybody sort of in check. And since it is really truly a team sport, I think of all the team sports out there, like hockey really is because you oh, yeah. use every single player on that bench is on the ice during the game. So like, yeah. I think it cre- it's a different environment. And so I get pissed when people are like, they should stop the fighting. And I'm like, no, you, you have no, like you said, like when you're talking to people who don't know, or even people yeah. who do, I'm just like, you don't know what you're talking about. Just yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. It's a, but you know what? It's, it's a different time and day. You just, I let people talk and, you know, everyone's a genius. So you're like, yeah, sure it worked. But it's, it's one of those things where I feel like hockey, it's so embedded in that culture. It's, it's no matter how hard they try, I just, I don't see it possible. And hopefully the, hopefully the trashers, uh, you know, more young players are watching this and they want to emulate it. So hopefully we we'll, hopefully we did our part in keeping it going. I definitely think so. <laughs> like all the parents at like the peewee hockey are going to be like doing a screening of the documentary for their six-year-olds. <laughs> like, could you imagine? <laughs> I've had, I've had five and six-year-olds come up to me. They watch it. I'm like, why were you Love allowed it. to even watch this? You know what I mean? And it's like, I, it's, I cringe a little bit. Cause you know, I, <laughs> you know, I got young kids in my boxing gym and you know, who weren't even alive with this. And they're like, you know, they they just couldn't believe it when they saw it. You know, they were like, this is crazy. And, um, you know, some of the young, young kids, I, I, I always, you know, I'd make sure they're not swearing and stuff. And then I'm in the dock swearing. And then now they're like, well, you were swearing. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, do you have a, uh, a favorite story from everything that has happened uh, that you could share with us? Since the documentary, I mean, I guess the obvious choice would be the Drake thing, obviously. But I, I, I don't know. It, it's like it, it's only been six months. And um, there's some days where it's feel like the doc just came out. And then there's some days where it's like it's felt like 10 years. This has been out already. And um, I don't know. I guess my favorite moment would be um, the kids, you know, seeing kids, you know, I've gone different places, you know, I've made a few appearances here and there and, you know, just seeing kids like excited wearing trash or stuff is, um, it, to me, that's the coolest thing, you know, cause I, I just love kids and, um, you know, just to see them, you know, I, I get like mail to my gym where like little kids drawing like the trasher logo and, uh, you know, asking me to sign like a card or so it, it's like, I wasn't an athlete, you know, like I wasn't the player out there. I was just like, you know, a crazy young kid GM. And um, just the fact that, uh, you know, it's nerve wracking when your life is on the screen like that, because, you know, there's home videos. You don't know how people are going to take it. And, um, you know, people have just been super supportive. So, you know, anything related with the kids in a positive way, that's probably my favorite, my uh, favorite thing. That's awesome. And how's your dad doing today? Is he doing well? I mean, he's, he's a big good. part of the story. So, of course, yeah. I mean, what you know, he's he was listen. He was the visionary. He thought it could work. Um, he was right. Uh, he's doing great. He turned sixty nine a few weeks ago, and um, he's still up every morning. He he wor- he works at an oil company, so he's uh, 
He's on an oil truck every morning. I mean, he's never going to stop. It's just him. Um, he doesn't need to be doing this, but that just keeps him going. He likes, he likes, uh, he likes to brag how early he gets up to me. Cause I'm more of a night guy and I do a lot of stuff at night. You know, like he's, see, he's snoring right now. He's sleeping 945. Well, this is technically work. So I work late and he thinks because he wakes up at 4 a.m. He's got one on me, but I'm like, dad, it all evens out because you know, while you're sleeping, I'm doing stuff. So yeah, uh, he, he loves, he loves, he loves, uh, I've never been a morning person. I think that drives him crazy. Cause he's such a old school wake up at four in the morning. And I just, I can't do it. I try, I can't do it. And, um, he, he, he loves, uh, he loves throwing it at my face. You know, when it's like 12 o'clock, you know, noon, he's like, Oh, I've been up since 4am. What have you been doing? And I'm like, all right, well, when it's 10, 11 o'clock and I'm putting things together, you're sleeping. So, but he, he, he wins. He wins. He's definitely, uh, even, even to this day, he's always, he's always been the hardest worker. I know. Good, good, good. Glad he's, he's well, uh, breezy. Did you have any more? Should we get the final three? Let's hit him with the final three. Okay, so AJ, we ask everybody these questions, men or women. They're fun, uh, we think. So who is your ultimate hockey hunk? Like the hunkiest. Oh, the hunkiest. Hmm. Oh God. You know, you know who you know who I know growing up, he was a he was a player on the Devils when he was a rookie. And all the girls seemed to like him. His name was Sheldon Surrey. He was a defenseman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, he was, uh, I guess you call, I didn't personally find him hunky, but I could see why girls thought he was hunky. And uh, yeah, he was, there was a lot of female fans of his. I've seen him in real life and I'm like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, who is your favorite hockey lady? Broadcaster, female hockey player, oh, hockey God, mom, anybody. Oh, my mom would be the best hockey mom, obviously. That that poor lady, you know, she used to hate the smell of her hockey equipment. Oh, yeah. And uh, she just never understood why it smelled so bad. I mean, she tried everything. She put it, it literally like she, she it was like she had OCD. Like we had this thing looked like a scarecrow. You would put the equipment on these things and it didn't help. Then she bought like Febreze things. She put in the glut, never helped. So she, uh, she's gotta be, she's gotta be my, my favorite hockey, old hockey mom, I guess. But, uh, you know, she, 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 um, hockey moms in general, they're troopers. They're, they're a different breed. They really are. <laughs> And do you, by any chance, have a Sidney Crosby story? Or a favorite moment from Crosby? So, you know what's weird? I believe, I believe he was a rookie the year the Trashers were born. Like Like his first season, I believe, was our first season. I could be wrong. And I just remember um, joking with a buddy when they went into the lockout, you know, like, hey, let's try to get Sidney Crosby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, that was never going to happen. But I, I do remember that. I think uh, 
Yeah, that's weird. It's it's weird to think. I think um, he started right at the time of the Trashers. He's still going. That is well, awesome. you got Ruppers, so you know you did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Ruppers, Ruppers, Rupper. We caught him good. He was, he was, he was still young. If it was a few years after, he might have been above us at that point. But we, we were able to nab him for sure. That's so funny. I think I saw either an interview he was doing because he's a you know a broadcaster now too, and he's or maybe it was from no, it was from the doc where he's like, I still get asked like once a day. Yeah or told once a day that they saw me play in Danbury and he just, he just loves it. Yeah. It's, it's so I was talking to him earlier today too, cause um, he might be out in Vegas too, when I'm out there. So I, I haven't seen it, even though we were both in the dock together, we didn't see, you know, they filmed separate locations. I haven't seen him uh, in, you know, since the first year of the trashers, you know, so it's uh it'll be good to see him. It's uh it's so funny. It's so funny how um, in 2003 with the Devils, when we won the Stanley Cup game seven against the Ducks, he scored the winning goal. I was there. And then like a year and a half later, I'm picking him up at the airport to play in Danbury. So it's just such a weird life. And, uh, you know, it's probably going to get weirder somehow. But uh, it's been, you know, you just take it one day at a time. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the TNT broadcast team, like with, Wayne Gretzky, they like find out you're there and they somehow get you on the broadcast. I mean, I just, uh, based on everything you said, I, I hope all the good things happen. Yeah. then you could say you worked with the other Gretzky too. So now you've worked yeah, with I'm gonna be like, I, I, Hey, I had your brother. What do I, I'm not worried about you. I had Brent also. <laughs> so good. Well, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media and shout out the website again, where they can, uh, buy all the trashers gear. Well, on Instagram or Twitter, it's at dbtrashers, and um, the website is dbtrashers.com. And um, like I said, you could sign up for, like, email alerts, too, because we're, we're getting merch sporadically. So, you know, we, we definitely got some cool stuff coming. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. Awesome. awesome. Thank, well, thank you, you so much. much. And best of luck at the Chicklets Cup. Thank you. Yeah, we're coming home with it one way or the other. I, I <laughs> I'm obsessed with it now. We're, 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 we're a week out. So I'm going to have a team meeting this, this weekend and, uh, you know, kind of brush off one of those old speeches and get them ready. Thanks for coming over to our house of hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for house of hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.